0: Your dog by Soccer Mommy, whom I had never heard of before this week, but um, that song has a really nice little tune to it, and it's also
1: sad, so I like it. Soccer Mommy has a nice Oedipal ring to it. (laughs) 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 Wait, what do you mean by that, Joe? You're like a soccer mom, but it's like a little kid saying it. So it's like Soccer Mommy. I don't know. They're like it's. It just it. It's dirty I, for all the wrong reasons.
0: Okay, good. It is dirty. All right. That's that's how I was reading it. You yeah. Creep. Um, yeah. Well done. Um, <laughs> and 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 thus returns savage beast from a brief hiatus.
1: I describe this track as Death Cab meets uh, every band we've liked from the past five years. <laughs>
0: exactly. But it's
1: good. It's uh, sometimes you don't yeah. have to reinvent everything to to that's get me to not like a it. bad combo. No. It's uh it's 2018 here in Savage Beast. Uh, I have a glass of water, uh, mm-hmm. a lowball glass full of uh, red Zin, and mm-hmm. a uh, two-day-old uh, hazy IPA all in front of me. Hmm. Uh, I think you
0: need some like uh 7-Eleven coffee and a Four loco
1: to uh, round this out. Yeah. I'm, uh, yes, and I'm I'm <laughs> battling some disease that. Uh, Leaves me relatively unaffected during the day and uh, horribly afflicted at night, uh, which mm. is why we're recording the podcast now. Uh, at because night, because we have yes, <laughs> uh, high <laughs> level of difficulty.
0: Yes, uh, all kinds uh, of things going on over the December period in Savage
1: Beast World. Yeah, this had twenty eighteen. Uh, we've been on hiatus. On uh, nothing has happened in that time period. Absolutely nothing yeah any any import
0: <laughs> you know, I've actually not been on Twitter for the past like four weeks or whatever, so mm-hmm. it actually does feel like nothing has happened to me, but yeah, um like well, I, I, hear, you. I hear I hear about all these things Trump does as like distant
1: rumblings and it's like, yep, mm-hmm. still
0: still mm-hmm. being Trump
1: doing that stuff. yeah, yeah, no, and uh, uh, it's um it's lovely. Here we are, 2018 uh, everybody's happy. Uh, where they've learned how to drink uh <laughs> and how to hold their liquor so as to make it through the day um and that's uh that's an important skill to have Absolutely it's uh it's why god gave us our livers So Paul uh uh I promised you a uh good first opening bit uh for mm-hmm. this year and here it is Yeah I've been uh, fucking waiting for it Yeah go ahead Yeah so NBC uh is uh a dying a dinosaur you know, the mm-hmm. asteroid's already hit, and it's just, you know, it's sort of one of, it's like struggling under a noxious cloud uh, that's <laughs> coated the whole atmosphere at dying. But um, in its last gasp, it is uh, rebooting shows left and right. I mm-hmm. uh, hear reports that the new Will and Grace is oh, God. an abomination, a tentacle monster, if you will, of plastic <laughs> surgery and oh God. 90s gay jokes. Uh, but uh-huh. the rumor is now that they're rebooting The Office. Uh, uh, what? Yes. <laughs> and any um, um, good fan of The Office knows that uh, Steve Carell would uh, rather burn in hell than you know ever <laughs> ever be on the show again, uh, which uh-huh. is fine. You know, it's uh, uh, yeah. if, You know, you, you you break up the band, you don't have to get it back together. We respect that um we respect going out on top of savage beast Mm -hmm. um you know we respect going down to the bottom too every every way that you could go out we respect it um and uh so here's my question there's going to be need to be a new boss Mm -hmm. for the office what rock star is best (laughs) suited uh to play uh the regional manager of dunder mifflin so,
0: you know, Steve Carell's character on that is uh, – he actually basically is like a rock star without any of the charisma. True. Um, just as demanding and needy and petulant. But, True. Uh, but uh, not fun to be around. Um, so, um, uh, hmm. Who would be good? Um, you uh, know the, did you have any ideas? Well, yeah. you know,
1: the, the usual suspects come up. I mean, obviously uh, – Billy Corgan Billy would Corgan. be a pretty good. <laughs> Would be an actual asshole. People would be repulsed <laughs> by his uh, obsessive compulsiveness mm-hmm. um, and uh, <laughs> weird whims. I also, I mean, I love to see Tom York. Yeah, in there, uh, he's he's. Uh... He'd be a
0: good side character, I think, on The Office, I but I wouldn't want him as the boss.
1: Spouting nonsense about, or I, I shouldn't say nonsense, spouting the truth about uh, the limits of, uh, uh, you know, capitalism and uh, how the <laughs> growth of our economy can't last forever. And
0: He, he would just talk um, all the time about how um, global warming was because of the paper yes, industry.
1: Yes, totally. <laughs> Um, Uh, um, no, I don't know. I was was trying to think who else would be, who, who else would sit in that chair? Well,
0: I just had one and it, it fucking left my head, um, about 10 seconds after it got there, which Um, might be because I got hammered at the company party last night, but, um,
1: that's fair. Um, yeah. Um, fitting, fitting for this discussion.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, Kanye would be obviously a genius, yes this. yes <laughs> just
1: the nonsense he would spout yeah you know? just
0: and and such an asshole too yes um and, and you know clearly then his love interest would have to be taylor swift yes there's no question but you could just
1: see him yelling like paper is the white man's fashion <laughs> and just net, no follow-up yeah you know you're just supposed to figure out how deep
0: that is on your own Yes. Um, <laughs> god damn it who was the one i just had in mind that would have been um just perfect danny brown Um, (laughs) again side character um uh, david byrne i think should be like the regional uh, the 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 david scott Mm. david his boss basically sorry
1: yes david wallace yeah david byrne is david wallace
0: yes um oh well the one that i thought of that was genius will uh have to just was it a
1: rock star or a rapper
0: it was it was a person in a band.
1: Hmm. And
0: you know that really narrows it down, I know. But um
1: uh was shit. it was it uh you know I I I really see I feel like there could be a, a female candidate uh, would could most likely be the strongest. Nicki Minaj would be great. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I could see that working. I could see it working. Yeah. I could, um I could see she, um Go ahead. Uh, Cardi B. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, I was having this discussion yesterday. I don't know what Cardi B looks like. I I couldn't even tell you. I know I've heard Cardi B songs. Like, I've intentionally listened to
1: some, but I couldn't tell you which ones were which. You mean Pitchfork. Uh, pitchfork, uh, Song of the Year, Stress, Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> I never...
0: So, I haven't actually uh i had stuff going on over the holidays and i never
1: actually sat down and went through any of their lists i need Paul, to do, do that. you know what the album of the year is i don't let's let's uh let's i fi- think it's damn i'm pretty sure it's damn let's find out on air i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna look
0: I, I i feel very confident about that one
1: that would be the third kendrick album yeah he'd just be like three for three basically um, uh it is in fact damn Damn. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, you know, <laughs> actually, because the number two album is SZA. Yeah, I remember I, that too. I feel like she could. I feel like she had a chance at number one. You know, to kind of, uh...
0: she had sort of had the uh, uh, Solange uh, momentum.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This year, well, this like. is the. La- I feel like this is the last time Kendrick could be number one. We gotta. They get someone needs to. What if he releases another album back that through. he might? It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Uh you know. I guess we have to be happy that King Cruel is number three and somehow the only supposedly the only good rock band remaining. Uh yeah, even though I don't we
0: refuse really to really feel discuss like he's them. rock. Huh? Oh. Wait, King Cruel? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't really think of him as rock, even though I guess it is. It feels more like it feels almost more like a, a groove music to me somehow, even though it is it is rock. I don't know. And I actually like that album.
1: I've, I have a theory about like the that, you know, honestly, the by far the best album of last year was A Crow Looked at Me, but none of yeah. us ever want to listen to it again. So exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, I should listen to it again because it was so sad the one time I listened to
1: it. And uh,
0: I, I man, you just have to be in a place for that.
1: Yeah, you 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 put it on. You're like, well, I guess this is gonna be sad. And you're then two tracks in. You're like, oh my god!
0: Yeah, you're just sobbing on the sidewalk. <laughs> Devastated here. <laughs> You've like thrown your shoes across yeah. the street out of sh- sheer misery just because you had to do something. Um, um, yeah. So Phil
1: Phil Elverum would be the worst choice to
0: replace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kendrick would be. A, I could see Kendrick doing it. He's so reclusive now. Like you never don't know anything about Kendrick's personal life except like what's literally in his music. So um, uh, Mor-
1: Morrissey would be a good choice. Yeah, a classic. Us, I think. Yeah,
0: that's the direction I was going with with the one I couldn't think of. Just Man, some this megalomaniac.
1: Is a, this would be a, a mystery to match our lost episode in terms of who <laughs> is this. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Don't worry about it. Yeah it's just you know you whether or not it's actually a good idea when you think of something and then it's gone you just hate that yeah when you Um, can't remember
1: it it instantly becomes a a very good idea oh of course
0: um huey lewis (laughs) see that would actually be good we should maybe be thinking of people who are just sort of goofy um like that weird weird al yeah but that's he's an actual comic actor so that's too good Yeah, Uh, and also, I
1: mean, he'd just be doing his character from UHF, which I accept. (laughs) I
0: mean, in a way, that sort of is uh, uh, the Office in a different industry. You know, a workplace coming together story. Maybe Bjork. (laughs) (laughs) Look, she gets shit done. There's no question. She has a long and accomplished career. Was uh, were you thinking of uh, Cupcake? I almost did suggest her instead of uh, Nicki Minaj, but um <laughs> she cracks my shit up, so yes, she should also be on this list. Um
1: That's quite a it's quite a name.
0: Yeah, it's it's the best. It's great because if I say that name to one of my female coworkers, that might by itself constitute sexual harassment. Uh-huh. But, um so I haven't done that.
1: That's um, good. That's a good <laughs> choice. I like that. Oh, um. Yeah. Well, I guess we're gonna have to settle on Lil John then. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the the most
0: obvious side character of all time, really. Or the both movie. members of LMFao. What about? Or I was about to say, speaking of bad white party rappers, Post Malone um, would be highly enjoyable just being an ugly. Well,
1: nitpick. so po- that's a good that's a good coda because uh, there's a good photo going around. Uh, the, um, uh, larger accountant on the show is named Kevin Malone, his character Mm -hmm. and post Malone found him and took a selfie with him. So (laughs) there is a photo of the post Kevin Malone. Uh, it's out there. Uh, It'll be the cover photo for this, uh, episode. Uh, That's
0: like a, a lame, uh, pop culture mashup t-shirt, uh, from the internet come to life. Like that's literally would be a design somebody would do and you would be like why did anybody put these two things together
1: just because the name and it happened in real life it's beautiful um <laughs> okay let's uh let's uh call an end to this bullshit uh sure. and get on to the uh the other bullshit. bullshit yeah
2: yeah yes yes and so you don't stop cool lady best rapper you don't stop another fucking hundred fucking dollar stop for you and your mom come on yeah you can never define anything but divine love, I'm a savage beast <laughs> Slightly above average at least Nah, preference is relative My reference is consistently uh, Bring you to another vicinity I hit you with the riddles consistently Dead in the middle, a little triply Little did we know that we triggered a fissure In the metaphysical imagery Elegant painted in oil Love is a flower, see how Dissolving the power Is dissolving the hours as well The tower, built bell at the top of it a hawk, a pigeon, a dove, a vision of love, an eagle, a falcon, even the gold coin in a talon that was um, prophesied upon earlier papyruses. Gazing to the irises of infinite Osiris' hieroglyphical visual style habitual scriptural um, kick verses verses ghosts hovering above them. Cold stuttering skips in the tape. A vision of lake, a cold cloud field shrouded and secluded upon a winding road. <laughs> Nature and existence are the same thing, basically. Swear through the curves amazingly. Paint me like
1: And welcome wow. to Savage wow. Beast. Uh, I'm Joe Gallagher, uh, and with me as always, uh, the man who first called Coachella a shithole country, it's Paul McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want any of those people living anywhere near me
0: uh, under any circumstances. Yeah, so, um, if you go to Coachella, stay there. Yeah, let's get ICE involved. I am all for that. Um, I, like uh, Motel 6 and Seven Eleven will narc on any dirty hippies uh, who um,
1: leave Coachella without proper documentation. Being deported to Coachella would be uh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> i'm just i'm trying to think of a joke here but it's all just like lame hipster stereotypes and uh the world has had enough of those jokes that's fine Um, that's fine look yeah you know
1: uh, families of hipsters are getting separated the people who were born in coachella versus those born in the u.s i mean (laughs) man
0: oh yeah no uh sorry I don't have it tonight. I'm trying. I'm trying, man. Man, you know, uh,
1: you know, you could even say that uh, you know uh, the uh, the the refugee crisis uh, of Coachella is almost as bad as the war on drugs. Oh, oh. that's
0: terrible. That was really bad. God damn. Uh, <laughs> Uh, But we did want to talk about Coachella, Joe, because they released the Coachella lineup.
1: I just want to say that um, I'm uh, coughing like this because I'm taking uh, rips from a huge bong shaped like Eminem's head and not because I'm horribly sick. (laughs)
0: Um, uh, Is there like a spout or do you just like put your mouth uh, in the middle of a hole in his scalp? No, or do you, do you make his out mouth. with Eminem? Yeah, no, it's yeah, his mouth. Yeah, there you
1: go. Yeah. All right. It's good. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, is this life size or larger than life size? Oh, man, I don't know. I've never seen Eminem in real life, so I don't know how big his head is. Uh, I can't say. <laughs> it could say. be huge. I cannot, I, I, I. don't want to say. What if, I don't want to get a- it wrong.
0: A really famous person like that and then like you notice that their head was abnormally large or small to a freakish degree like i feel like that's
1: one of the weirder things that could be surprising about meeting somebody well it's just i thought you knew what they looked like i'm just glad that i warned you uh before you met tom york that he was five four i know because otherwise uh, you would have been uh you may have laughed or cried
0: yeah it would have been you know i know you were gonna get him for my surprise 40th birthday party in a few years and uh I wouldn't want my first reaction to be like, "Oh, thanks, guys. Oh my God, Tom, so short. Jesus, no idea, man."
1: Oh, Paul, I just What we're um, I've already booked your fortieth birthday party. Uh huh. We're gonna hike uh, Vincent Massif, the highest peak ah, in Antarctica. That would rule. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I hope you have. I hope you're ready to take three weeks off and uh, pay like fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, because and, and that's, die. Yes, and die. <laughs> Don't No, no. They'll well, I mean they'll they're the, they're experts. They'll get our corpses out of there. In
0: great <laughs> As long shape. as Taylor comes along, I say let's do it. Um but uh yeah. Coachella Joe.
1: They're mm-hmm, having it mm-hmm. once again this year as always. Yes. It's the vitz and massive of uh uh <laughs> you know, uh unbearable rich hipsters.
0: When did you become aware? In what year did you become aware that Coachella was a
1: thing that existed? Well, how long has Coachella existed?
0: I don't see. I feel like I learned about it in the early mid aughts, but it had already existed before that. But I don't know for sure.
1: Well, I'm sure it was when some band I liked uh, uh, headlined the show. Yeah. Uh, so at that point. I became uh aware of this uh festival in two thousand four
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: Radiohead uh yeah, headlined for the first time, so I'm sure at that point I was aware that there is this show called Coachella. yeah, so let's see. man, that huh. was a good show Coach Radiohead, the Pixies, M f doom, cool Keith. We had cra- yeah, we had craftwork. Uh I think uh, I should remember Cure, right there. Flaming yeah. Lips La Tigre Bell and Sebastian Jesus Motherfucker Could take me back to this Take me back to the past When I was young Paul Things <laughs> I, uh, The indications are Things were better then
0: Well th- so that's the thing I remember back then Hearing those lineups And being like Oh my god I want to see every one of these bands And uh now here we are today fuck
1: lcd sound system was off in like the shithole tent at that point damn yeah so apparently
0: the first one was in 1999 and the headliners were beck and the chemical brothers and tool and morrissey
1: Uh, that's not bad that's not bad at all no you you know moby in 1999 i would have been very excited to see moby yeah (laughs) and the
0: whole world was that how many i bet that album sold like 16 million copies or something yeah yeah
1: Yeah, here we are now. Yep. Going to the west side.
0: Yep. So, uh, Joe, which uh, (laughs) – I guess I was going to say which of the headliners would you most want to see, but the answer is pretty obviously Beyonce. Beyonce Uh,
1: is just so much better than The Weeknd or Eminem that it's kind of a joke. I mean, that's where the awkwardness here is. Yeah, like so. Pr- prime Eminem would be my choice, but that was a long time ago. Oh my god, <laughs> a really M- long yeah, time. Eminem ago. now is just—I uh, mean, you go now to see Eminem at Coachella in desperate hopes that Dr. Dre is going to show up, because otherwise you've wasted your Sunday. <laughs> you've sat—you've sat you have 100s of dollars. You've sat through Amigos in Portugal. Demand for nothing. Exactly, but I will say um, I will say one thing about the Sunday of the Coachella is that a Perfect Circle is playing, and Paul Udo, who plays uh, guitar for a Perfect Circle, now I don't our tell good me good friend Mr. Is James, James E-ha? E-ha.
0: Oh, I think I did. maybe I heard that, but I don't think I did. Maybe I just guessed that. Yeah, that's he's been, funny. He's been uh,
1: he's been in a Perfect Circle for a while. Oh, okay.
0: Um, <laughs> I do think it's funny. So, A Perfect Circle is one of several legacy acts in this thing mm-hmm. that I that are like high up in the the billing that I'm like, really? Like this isn't even the best, you know, Maynard James Keenan band from the nineties that could be brought back together to play a festival. Um but uh and then the other one was Jamiroquai, which you know, that one song is awesome, but is one a uh, hit song twenty years ago worth being a uh, second level headliner at Coachella. I, I think I think
1: there's people who are into like dance and electronica who like love Jamiroquai. Like, oh, I like there's
0: sort of a cult forefather of the genre. A little yeah, bit now. I
1: think I think he, that was the he had the crossover hit. They had the crossover hit, but I think overall right. the band is especially very popular in Europe and had several big hit songs in kind of like the dance world. Not to mention the song from Napoleon Dynamite.
0: Yeah. So that's all fair. That is. Uh, It's still still ridiculous. That video fucking rules. Yeah. Yeah, Why are you defending Jamiroquai? It's like JK
1: (laughs) is going to show up in his hat. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. It's
0: fine. So of the people on the first or second level of this, the one that I had never heard of, was uh, Kygo. Did you know who Kygo is, Joe?
1: No, I had heard of them, but I had no idea anything about who, what Kygo is. Kygo is a Norwegian DJ.
2: Oh. Um,
0: Yeah, so I looked him up, um, and Wikipedia, as usual, is full of just, like, gobsmacking and slightly horrifying facts. Like, The fact that he garnered international attention with his remix of the track "Icy Fire" by
1: Ed Sheeran. Paul, can we can we can we hit a Kygo track right now?
0: Let's listen to "Icy Fire" by Ed Sheeran. His remix of it. Yes. Good.
1: Yes. Brilliant. Thank you for suggesting that. Spoiler alert: It will not be good.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) Maybe it will be. You never know.
1: Anything could happen.
0: Maybe Ed Sheeran just needed a little Viking in him.
1: Um, mm. I see fire. No, that's not room for a big Viking. <laughs> oh, is he no. is he a little short person? Oh yeah, too? tiny dude. Oh that's awesome. He's like hobbit sized. <laughs>
2: We should all burn together Watch the flames climb high, high Into the night Calling our Father oh, send by, And we will watch the flames Burn all and on The mountainside high. And if we should die tonight We should all die Comes home.
0: Wow, that's a uh, that's good music to make out with your sister too.
1: Your Norwegian sister, though, so
0: things are okay. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fine there. They don't have incest in Scandinavia. No, they don't. Uh, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> Iceland's too small for that. You
1: gotta fuck somebody. Well, Paul, that does not help with the Coachella lineup. Uh nor does the inclusion of David Byrd or Vince Staples who would be so much better seen without another hundred twenty thousand uh shitheads around true. you.
0: If 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 you had enough people in the crowd who could like uh who were into vince staples and we're like singing along and everybody was getting into it that would that would be pretty cool just to be in a huge crowd with a really good rapper but seems unlikely
1: yes it does um and you know nothing says intimate uh fleet fox's experience like coachella <laughs> on a saturday at least they're loud you know they're a big
0: presence but uh yeah i, I that's the thing is uh I'm a fairly adventurous, I don't mind physical discomfort, but the uh, the material facts of being in Coachella um, are so unappealing that um, I don't think I'll ever go at this point.
1: All the people I've met who've been to Coachella are uh, people who I don't want to be at Coachella with, so <laughs> that's was reinforced the point for me.
0: Yeah. Now, there are some good people, you know, uh, like he, the people you just mentioned are all great bands. Um, yes. But, uh... You know some interesting new ones too, like Yeji, and uh, who else is in here? Oh, Sudan
1: Archives. Um, yeah, and Kumasi um, Washington is playing.
0: Yeah, all very cool. No name. Yeah. Um, and even the like the very bottom one, Rolling Blackouts Coastal
1: Fever. They're third from the end. Um,
0: I actually like that band. They had a good like EP recently. Oh wait, uh, I, I
1: saw a band name that I thought was fake. Okay. Uh, let's it, see if was I was can... it San Holo. No, but that's a that's a really good uh, uh character. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, I, Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever was my second choice for uh fake, fake band name. name. Oh, it's no gir- giraffage.
0: Yes, that one. That one's funny. Actually, that one is enough of a just a a fun combination of sounds that I like that one. I think San Holo is a truly stupid band name. Like, it really is. It, it's uh, just a really lazy joke about one of the most famous fictional characters of the past half century.
1: There's a there's a deeply obscure uh, '90s alt rock uh, band called Red Five, which is of uh-huh. course uh, Luke's call sign. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. See there, that's, that, 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 that's that's good. a little better. Yeah, yeah, better. I was much better. Um, Paul, my, so my <laughs> overall.
0: <laughs> I wonder if they're pissed though about being eclipsed by Maroon
1: Five later on. I I, th- I don't think they even got close enough to, to care. <laughs> Uh, Paul, go ahead. Paul, my overall uh, takeaway since we're supposed to offer something uh, of value to our listeners is that mm-hmm. you know Coachella is about legacy rock acts and just legacy uh-huh. acts in general and uh you know we're, we're kind of running out. I mean it, yeah. it was based around people were big in the 90s and then the you know 2000s and uh you know if Radiohead's not available uh and uh you know they've kind of like powered through a lot of uh, reunions like My Bloody Valentine or Slint, and that's—I sort of, mean, not that they were headliners, but yeah—that um, they don't really have much left to give. I mean, we're now we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel, we got m&m coming, you know, and yeah. uh, a perfect circle. And there's yeah. there's just <laughs> <coughs> there's n- not much left from that era to uh, celebrate that hasn't already been celebrated.
0: Yeah, technically Beyoncé is from that era and is also one of the top five music acts in the world. So yeah, um, she's not somebody I would endure Coachella to go see, but uh, it would be pretty cool to see her. But other than that,
1: yeah, it gets bad pretty fast. Well, I mean, imagine not if really. she wasn't here, this would be a joke. Oh, Jesus. Without her.
0: Like, I guess then you would elevate SZA to number one, you know, to, to a headlining. Yeah, that yeah. would be not terrible, but certainly not the cultural cachet no. that you get like this. <laughs> Or you'd see Haim. <laughs> if Haim is headlining your fucking festival, um, it better be a small local festival and not the most famous one. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see which of these acts will uh, stop around uh, southern Arizona before and after Coachella, which is uh, one of the nice benefits of being uh, somewhat near uh,
1: the location. Oh, yeah, maybe you'll yeah. get to see Kygo.
0: I hope so. I, have, I, I need to make out with my sister um but uh yeah um what's uh what's (laughs) the best music festival you've ever been to Joe uh or have you been to one
1: you know that's kind of the funny thing is I've never been to a like full-on like three-day music festival it's it's a real gap in my extensive concert history it just I don't know. It, it hasn't happened. I think it's from living on the East Coast for so long. Yeah. Uh, I think now I know a lot of people out here who go to, um, you know, people in their 20s who are going to Bumbershoot and Sasquatch mm-hmm. and, and Coachella and um, other festivals in California. And I think if I lived somewhere more accessible to festivals – like that I probably would have gone more but you know there 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 are some on the east coast but they're just not it's not the same uh the setting is not as epic and it's yeah. less tempting and and all the bands come and play New York or Boston anyway Yeah exactly
0: Yeah you know I lived I've lived uh, near Coachella since 2004 um could have gone any of those years uh logistically but uh when it started out and the things were good, I had no money whatsoever, so I never did that. And now, it um, mostly seems like a good way to uh, get crabs who also have a cocaine addiction. So, ah.
1: um,
0: I did. I did go to yeah. a.
1: I did go to like one of those one-day festivals in Boston uh, where I saw uh, Wolf Parade, Nico Case, mm. the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, uh and modest mouse. So that was a good show. That's a that's a good lineup. That yeah. is really good. Guster that was is... Guster was there as well. All right. So unfortunately I've now also seen Guster.
0: <laughs> I just noticed that uh there's somebody named Skip Marley playing Coachella. I hope that's like the 17th most prominent member of the Marley family. Um and Skip, it sounds like the white guy they
1: adopted into the Marley family. Isn't um, Damien Marley the most uh, prominent member of the Marley family?
0: Yeah. I'm saying the 17th most prominent.
1: Oh, 17th. I thought you said yeah. most. I was like, yeah. Hmm. yeah. No, no. There are a
0: number of more prominent Marleys, at least three or four that I can name. Uh, you know, Ziggy,
1: Damien, uh, there are some other ones. Probably Usain Bolt. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Almost uh, certainly. Skip Marley, is an, he is uh, a grandson of Bob okay. Marley. All right. Hey, skip. Yeah.
0: Good for the right. Marlies. Good for the Marlies. There will always be a
1: Marley involved with music. Well, let's uh let's hit up uh a classic track mm-hmm. by Nirvana.
0: Okay. is uh by far the best song that 311 ever recorded
1: you know i thought that the most damning thing was someone pointed out that lit is definitely major chord nirvana i was like yes <laughs> that that song basically is my own worst enemy that re- <laughs> you're totally right about that actually uh,
0: lit uh a band that has come up more than once on this podcast
1: somehow which seems unfortunately big- or fortunately. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, it must
1: feel good for lit. I bet they're happy about it. Uh, 2018, uh, we have some musical resolutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made I made some good ones. I'm excited about them. Paul, uh, who should go first? Um, this is your idea, so you go first. All right. Well, my number one resolution is to uh, finally buy a fucking turntable. Uh, oh, you don't have one? No, I I had a shitty one that I was afraid to play my records on uh, some time ago I got rid of that uh, And now I've been uh, shy about paying the large amount of money that I'm going to pay For the one that I really want Uh, But this year, I'm tired of hearing myself whine about it uh, And I'm going to put these dozens and dozens of beautiful records I have to use uh, And actually buy a turntable Um, Nice so that's uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. This is the one I'm, I'm probably like most excited about. That's really
0: cool, um, especially the part when you realize that you have a small child and you can never actually use the fucking thing.
1: Um, that's, what my, the, uh, that's what my headphone amp is for. That's you good. That, yeah, yeah. That actually
0: is what I do. So fair enough. Um, no, that's cool. Uh, certainly the ritual of it alone is worth it and uh you also have the media so it seems silly not to be able to play them yeah. and uh it's a nice uh it's a nice decorative piece um if you get a cool looking one uh, uh even if you hardly ever use it so uh i think i think f- for a man such as you with your tastes and interests um getting a turntable <laughs> is a wonderful idea joe
1: word uh
0: w- i would like to extend an invitation to uh uh, Sony and Panasonic and whoever makes uh, uh, good um, turntables out there to uh, get with us about a Savage Beast branded turntable uh, for the masses. Um, it'll uh, it'll take a bite out of your your vinyl or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the the market it'll, it'll uh, has judge. sort of made its voice known on this.
1: It'll judge what you're playing.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, if it's if you try to put, like, Ed Sheeran on it, it'll just, like, the, the tone arm will break. Um, so, yeah,
1: there you go. The tone arm just lifts up and shoots you. <laughs> it
0: just goes flaccid. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's a good resolution, Joe. Would you like to hear my first one? I would. All right. So, actually, my, my first pre-resolution is to bring up a point I'm – failed to mention uh, during the Kygo thing because we wisely decided to listen to his music. Um, But uh, one of the great uh, Wikipedia sentences um, that I've enjoyed of recent times uh, was about him when some anonymous uh, wiki editor said, uh, he made history on 21st August 2016 at the 2016 Rio Olympics when he became the first house music producer to perform at an olympics closing ceremony um i think we all remember where we were when the first house music producer performed at an olympics closing ceremony um it's uh seared into our minds i do Um, that 21st of august uh a bear what is that 16 months ago feels like
1: yesterday for a lot of house Uh, music fans that was a big time they finally arrived you know, they'd, they'd gotten the opening ceremony a couple cycles ago, but uh, the,
0: the more conservative uh, curators of the closing ceremony just were not willing to um, acknowledge the legitimacy of house as an art form. But here we are now, finally,
1: who can forget the 12 hour dubstep Beijing opening ceremonies.
0: Yeah, it was a real, that, you know, that was a real finger in the eye to the house music fans that dubstep got that honor um, before they got the closing <laughs> ceremony.
1: So what is the resolution
0: here? Okay. None. I just had to go back and bring that up because <laughs> I reread that in my notes while you were talking. Um, uh, no. So my actual resolution is uh, uh, my first one um, is, uh, here, uh, let me look up what the name of this is. Uh, sorry to, um, be unprepared here. Thrilling but podcast. Were you, I know. Were you aware, Joe, that... Uh, the 1975 have released a live album called DH00278 Live from the O2, 02, London, 12, 16, 2016. and that it is two and a half hours long.
1: Whoa! I was not aware
0: of this. So, Joe, my resolution is to um, is to fulfill my self assigned role as the scourge of the 1975 and actually listen to the entire fucking concert um, Whoa. in order uh, that I may more properly um um. B. I feel motivated to continue scourging them um keep that fire and torment going of um, all the terrible things that the 1975 has done to me um uh, i think this might be the worst we'll find out um if i survive and if i don't uh, we'll also find out godspeed <laughs> i mean yeah it's gonna be rough but uh it's it's. Uh, I knew what I was getting into when I swore uh, forever enmity uh, against the nineteen seventy five, and I just have to fulfill my destiny.
1: Um, okay, I'm. I'm looking forward to you uh, fulfilling that. Um, <laughs> uh, Good. Uh, so you're going to hear about it. Yes. Um, all right. So my next. Uh, My next resolution uh, to bring it back to Mm -hmm. uh, something we'd love to talk about uh, is to um, it's also a bold declaration. It's the first Uh bold declaration of 2018, um, and that is to accept and celebrate uh, that my favorite Radiohead album is In Rainbows. Okay. It's time. Ty- it's time to accept. Th- it's, it's time for me to accept that. Yeah. And and to and to operate in this world uh, as if it is so. Uh huh. And I'm happy. time
0: for you to, to live openly as a person yes. who
1: has that opinion. Yes. As someone who, uh, uh, of radio, had several ten out of ten albums. Uh, yeah. Has chosen one uh, to uh, claim as his favorite, which I know everyone was wondering.
0: Yeah. You know, um, when you first started saying that I was like, come on, Joe, like, uh, that's not even a crazy opinion in rainbows is clearly one of their very best albums. And then uh, a minute later I was thinking like, actually, I, I kind of want to, you know, just be able to be forthright with people in the same way about the same thing. Like maybe, maybe Joe's right. Maybe I've <laughs> been living a lie these past few years. And, uh, I didn't realize the toll it was taking on me. Um, so I, I have to think about this a little more. I have to explore my feelings and who I am as a person and yeah, what,
1: what I you want to be. Take your time with it. Yeah, I might have to do that. Go on a journey. Um, uh-huh.
0: Of self-discovery.
1: It, my, I, won't, I will not review In Rainbows here, but I will say that uh, I think I, I, I like that all 10 of the songs uh, seem to be uh, an individual uh, story. Uh, mm-hmm. That you can you can kind of uh, you know uh, read and embark upon, and uh, they're they're different from one another uh, in a way that is uh, a glorious celebration of both uh, the alternative, uh, or I should say, of not just both of the alternative, the electronic, and the indie of Radiohead. Yeah, um, and it's a fucking great album
0: it's it's so good even it, what you're what you're saying about their own little sort of uh uh diorama dramas uh in each song is totally true like even one of the less uh um less assuming songs uh like uh house of cards is a mm-hmm. very vivid little uh, portrait story um that uh uh is extremely affecting um <laughs> uh in, particularly as you mature because it's sort of sort of mature love story type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. That, uh, you know, and there's something to be said for the, um, the straightforwardness of that, as opposed to the, like, um, got to reinvent the way lyrics are done in, um, uh, popular rock records type of thing he was doing with like kid a, which, you know, has great rec, great lyrics, but, um, uh, just him just writing song lyrics really well in his uh, sort of strange uh, 90s uh, poetry way is uh, really cool.
1: Yes, uh, that is, that's absolutely it. One of the things is they were not, it's the record where they were not setting out to try and do one thing, mm-hmm. uh, even though they're really good when they do that. Uh, they instead set out to make uh, the 10 best songs they could make right then. And yep. That is uh, delightful. They nailed it.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Um okay, so my second resolution, and I don't know if I'll be able to accomplish this because it sort of relies on, you know, things about myself I can't control. Mm-hmm. But uh my resolution is to actually enjoy a true noise record. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Um there's some noise albums. Uh there's one noise album that I like. I mentioned uh, track three from Pita's album Get Out on a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. But That's like the one song on the album that isn't just a noise song. Like it has melody uh, to it. Um, But I want to know if there's a noise album out there that, that is not like I can listen to it and be like, this is interesting and tolerable, but um, that I would actually uh, really like, maybe not love, but at least, at least think was really cool when I listened to it, which Mm. I mean, like we talked about metal machine music. Like I didn't hate the experience of listening to that, but I have um gotten everything out of metal machine music that I think I'm ever going to get after one listen. Maybe that's uh laziness on my part, but I I was not intrigued to find out more.
1: Right. Right. Um I'm I'm excited to know more about what uh uh what a good noise record is.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I know some noise bands like Wolf Eyes is fairly famous and un- almost unlistenable if you ask me. <laughs> um <laughs> uh and there are lots more, I'm sure. Uh, so um, we'll see if I can find anything that uh, really works. I'm sure there there's a great BuzzFeed article about the uh, 17 best uh, noise records of all time or something like that, or um, only 90s kids will remember these noise records. Um, so I'll see if those resources can help me.
1: I can't wait to remember those 17 noise records. <laughs> That's going to be a highlight of 2018. <laughs>
0: Um, all right, Joe, what what else do you resolve?
1: Uh, Paul, I um, uh, resolve to finally follow through on an area of music that I, I too, have been very interested in. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's the uh, rock music of post-colonial Africa. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there, whenever I, I dig into it, and that's not to say, first, I want to say, I know Africa is not a country. And mm-hmm. I hate to refer to it that way, but... You know, in this, in the stew of of the post colonial area era throughout the continent, there were a lot of influences uh, crossing borders. You know, as different countries who had ruled different uh, parts of Africa brought their culture, um, and uh, you know, overall there was sort of a a, a renaissance that. You know, formed in experimental music and garage rock, uh, psychedelic rock, um, funk, funk, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good stuff. So my goal is to um, not just like, you know, kind of find a record here and there or listen to something, but to, uh, you know, really learn something substantive about it.
0: Yeah. There's some really good uh, compilations coming out all the time of that kind of thing. Uh, Yes. There's one I listened to last year. I I can't remember either the genre uh, necessarily or the country, but it was something like, you know, Nigeria's best uh, Afro funk bands or something like that from the 70s. Yes. And it it was really good. Even though I can't remember that many details about it, but I enjoyed it a lot when I was listening to it. Um, I am surprised you have not yet uh, already name dropped the uh, Wings of Africa uh, album that you tweeted out, which is incredibly good. So good. Um, Like, um, I really didn't. All I knew was that it had your high recommendation. I had no expectation of what kind of music I was about to listen to. And uh, then you get this incredibly tight and uh, inventive, sort of like, uh, you know, post-colonial jam, rock, jazz album uh, that's also recorded really well uh, for, um, you know, you don't expect to go back to uh, the deep cuts of African music history and get really good recordings from a long time ago, but they uh, they had access to
1: good stuff there, apparently. They did. Um, so, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun, and I know a lot of it is actually... You know, it's a pretty finite period of time because in many of the countries, you know, there was this gap between the colonial rulers leaving and whatever repressive dictatorship yeah. came about and, like, destroyed all uh, even remotely rebellious culture. So, uh, yep. in a lot of places, it's just like, you know, 71 through 75 or something like that. You know, and I, 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 it's, it's, I'm excited to learn about it.
0: Ah, colonialism. It's been great. Oh man, um, it's
1: nothing. Oh man, it's brought so much good. Broughton, it's brought so many good things <laughs> to this world.
0: Broughton is a is a product of colonialism actually. So, um I guess literally we're a product of colonialism. So, um yeah. Um uh, that's a good resolution and I support it and again, uh uh as with as you were with mine, mm-hmm. I'm excited to uh reap the rewards of yes. your exploration of this. Yes.
1: Yeah, America is definitely a place where no one suffered from colonialism. It's an exception to the rule. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, um, sad Indian single tear. Um, but uh, yeah. All right, so my next resolution. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to take actually your input on the details of this one, but mm-hmm. I want to pick a particular um, either single piece of classical music or... Um, one that, uh, uh, a collection that's often uh, recorded together, and like explore a lot of different recordings out of it about it, and try to like, um, you know, I guess figure out that what the best one is, but more generally, like, learn more of what to look for in evaluating classical uh, performances uh, against each other. Um. So that's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you, there are the obvious big hits. Like you could pick a Beethoven symphony, or um, I was thinking something simpler, like Chopin's nocturnes might be interesting because you you're gonna be able to have so many fewer variables to consider. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know if you have a good idea for the piece of music I should use. Um, I think that would be an interesting thing to try to do.
1: I mean, I I may imagine this, but I, I read a blog post once about by someone who had detailed opinions on dozens of versions of Moonlight Sonata, you yeah. know, and that I was just blown away. And it seemed, I mean, I, you know, as I read, I was like, obviously, like, there's so many different parts of the piece that you could play fast or slow or emphasize or, you know, uh, exactly. make all these little variations to that. You know, it's not like the the sheet music is an exact guide to it yeah yeah um so that it it fascinated me and um yeah it's a good experiment i don't i don't know i don't have a i'll have to think of a good recommendation you could do um uh, i wouldn't
0: do something like the moonlight sonata which is like too yeah i know too much of it just in my head and right um, it's it would need to i think the piece of music to be a little bit more unfamiliar
1: to me than that i don't know well you should do um uh, one of my favorite, uh, which is Rachmaninoff's "The Isle of the Dead." Oh, okay. Is it sim-
0: named for the famous painting? Yes,
1: hell yes. I love that painting. I know you do. Yes, uh, um, and I um, could not believe that Rachmaninoff's piece of music about it was so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. I'll I'll actually try that. That sounds that sounds like uh, a really good choice. Could be a good thing, start. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Um, okay, Joe, you got another one for us.
1: Uh, yes. Um, my next resolution, uh, uh, which has no shape or form yet, uh, is to, uh, make music. Oh, nice. Uh, One, one tracks worth of music. Yeah. But just to do something. Let's do it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I need to, I need to get out there. I just need to, to do one that was out of my comfort zone. Uh, what's, what's going to happen? I don't know.
0: Are you? Do you have any like preconceptions about uh, what sorts of um, tools you will use to make this music? Uh, what sort of uh, general genres you're looking at?
1: You know, i thought about if I had unlimited time and money, I might make some sort of uh, ambient guitar record mm. where I had just an insane amount of pedals and effects, yeah, and just kind of played uh, an arrhythmic uh, you know, uh, concerto of uh-huh. echo and distortion and reverb. That's, but I feel like whatever I do is going to end up being ambient. Okay,
0: so like you're talking about like a finesse type of thing. You yes, know, like your, your
1: yes, absolutely, yes.
0: Okay, I I like it.
1: Um, but it could, definitely
0: does seem Jewish.
1: It could also be me. Uh, it could also be my hip hop EP. There we go. You never know. DJ Uh um, I, re- I wrote a, I wrote some, I wrote some bars the other day. Let me look at them. Let me see if I, if I can read them on air or not. Okay. Um, if, you, if you
0: want to do that to yourself.
1: Um, no, it's too, it's too obscene. Okay. All right. Next time.
0: Yeah. what you should do is uh, have Gabe read them on air sometime before he's old enough to actually know what he's saying, but you can just tell him what the words are. Yes. Uh, (laughs) um, And then lose your child. Um, Anyway. um, Okay. So my next resolution, um, again, this one is slightly outside of my control, but I'm going to do everything I can to make this happen. Mm. And I'm, I want to not find out who Kanye is mad at this year at any point. Um, Yeah. He's mad at somebody. I don't want to know about it. Um, it's uh you know i i guess that means if i see the word kanye in a headline just like stop reading just move on um i'll ask you if it was about him releasing a new album or something but otherwise uh uh just you know i don't uh, if you deleted the parts of my brain that know about how he was mad at, uh, you know George. Well, the George Bush part would actually—that was pretty funny. I, I wouldn't want to lose that memory, but it would be worth it to not know anything about how mad he was at Taylor Swift, and, yes, um, whoever else. That was uh, that was a waste of everyone's time. Yes, a huge one. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's like knowing about LeVar Ball or. You know, Donald Trump, before he had the ability to kill every single person on the planet in an instant, Mm -hmm. um, just a big waste of time that didn't help anybody do anything better. So um, why do it? Sigh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: Um,
0: We'll see. It'll be hard. What do you got, Joe? Uh,
1: My last one uh, may be obvious. Uh, I'm, uh, looking to, I think we should try and record, uh, 30 episodes of Savage Beast. Ooh, uh, I like it. A little more than every two weeks. Uh, and, and part two, one of them, my goal is to have one episode that spurs serious Twitter level discussion. Okay.
0: I mean, that would rule, obviously. Yeah. To to go viral like that.
1: I don't know what it's going to be, but,
0: uh. Easiest way to do it is trolling. Um, yes. I say we start saying sexist things. Um, we should troll
1: all the time.
0: <laughs> um, I guess, you know, there's an easy joke here. Isn't that what you have been doing? I can yes. so.
1: Yeah. Um, SZA, SZA and Cardi B are bad. Yeah. Woo!
0: Um, no, you got you to gotta sort of... See, you got to sort of add the WWE uh, uh, accoutrement of, you know, verbiage. Um. Uh. To play up that this is a really big, important take you're making. You can't just say something like that. You have to. You have to act like you're pronouncing something amazing. Um. That's how you make. That's how you troll. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. I like it. Um. I am down with recording once every. Uh. You know. Two and a half times a month, basically, which is what that is. Um. It's uh. It's to our shame that we've fallen off a little bit on the pace, but you know, stuff happens. You got a baby. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of things. Um and uh yeah. I would like one to be really good. Um I've, I've one good i one good episode out of I thirty. Think, that's not what I meant. Uh to be recognized as uh worthy of discussion. Well
1: yeah, like, we've got we've got twenty nine chances left.
0: Exactly. Um I don't know, your Cardi B scissor take is it's, it's, it's got really legs. Good. <laughs> pretty good. Not pretty good. Yep. All right, my last one is uh, so I am the freak who still buys music, as we've discussed. And um, what that means is that I actually have a lot of albums I bought because they were like reduced price to $5. Um, and I liked them, but they weren't like uh, one of my albums I really had to get. Um, so th- a lot of these, uh, really quite a number, um, are sitting there in my Google Music having. Um, never been listened to or listened to once. So uh, at least once per week, I want to go back and pick one of these albums and actually listen to it and uh, uh, sort of reacquaint myself with my existing catalog. Um, re- re-spark the fire there.
1: Mm, I like it. That's a yeah. good one. That's solid.
0: Yeah, Good report. You know,
1: you exactly. Re- <laughs> report on your best finds.
0: And, you know, if I'm doing this regularly, uh, I ought to be able to, we could almost make it a segment on the show
1: um
0: what was a good one that i got recently
1: we'll see if they're, they're interesting or not um there are, there are our resolutions mm-hmm.
0: all uh, all i want to say admirably um achievable except you know to the extent that some of these things are out of our control but uh measurable you know we'll know whether we've done these things or not um and, uh, you know, specific uh, those yeah, you could, things that managers will
1: tell you to do with your goals. You could end up enjoying my noise rock album, which would be ah. two birds with one stone. I, I, I was
0: going to say, I think that would actually uh, help a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good deal. Um, and um, I could you know die that would help with the resolution about not finding out who Kanye is mad at mm-hmm. that's probably an
1: easy win right there yeah so Kanye could die
0: and 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 i could die in the process of um being killed by listening to two and a half hours of the 1975 live album Yes. Um, so again two birds with one stone right there
1: you you could get Kanye to listen to it with you and then
0: <laughs> well then i would find out that he's mad at the 1975 yeah that's um... true that is true
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yep
0: or or alternatively and perhaps worse i would find out that he loves the 1975 and oh my God. they're going to be his new bony vare um showing up on his album then he'd be mad at place. you yeah
1: yeah because you would uh uh yes he would be mad at you
0: <laughs> okay that's that would be bad too again then i'd have kanye mad at me and i would have failed at my resolution so Yes. Not good at all. If Kanye is mad at me, don't tell me. I would rather you know, keep that resolution going, at least. Um, yeah, well, I it mean... It can just be behind my back. He talks about me or something.
1: Uh, it's going to be a good <laughs> year where we are hanging with
0: Kanye. Yep. Hanging with Kanye. You just named the album. Mm-hmm. Or the, the episode. Um, All right, Joe. Anything else for our listeners?
1: Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, if you have... A, uh your own musical resolution paul's gonna tell you how to share it with us
0: mm-hmm. yeah we have a twitter it's at savage Pod. we got an email at 70 spot at gmail.com we are of course on soundcloud we're on itunes where you can rate and review you could you could write the, your musical resolutions into a review of the podcast um i think that would be the best way to get them to us um and uh yeah we appreciate though any way you want to reach out to us along those platforms so thanks for listening
1: everybody uh yes uh thank you for listening uh in all of 2017 uh our best of <coughs> our next episode almost has to be our best of q3 and q4 yes in 2017 um, we'll have to blitz through some albums of that that's fine
0: it's fine it's great Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, the answer is obviously going to be the 1975 live album. We already know that. Yes.
1: Yes. All right, Joe. Good episode. Thanks for hanging out. Solid. Solid. Good night. Good night. Oh, my God.